Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Shanice Miller. Shanice is a business productivity consultant specializing in project management. Over the last 10 years, she's used her ability to identify operational inefficiencies and create solutions to not only help save her clients' businesses and hairlines, but to also fall in love with them again. Thanks so much for joining me today, Shanice. Thank you for having me, Diane. I'm really excited to chat with you today. I got to peek inside your Succeed Without Selling book, and it's such an awesome resource on selling in a genuine way, um, especially when I saw your ABC acronym of We Always Be Curious. I love that because everyone only knows Always Be Closing. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. That's my goal, right, is let's do this a better way. Yes. Yes, yes. And so I'm so thrilled that you are here with me because um, so many business owners struggle with this whole, you know, being able to project manage their business. I don't know if they don't know that they can or, uh, you you know, whatever it is, but it can really um, get in the way of their progress. Yes. Well, I saw that this project management, the systems piece, it's a gap in coaching. And that's why I realized so many people struggle with it. Like I use, I got a business coach when I first started out and no one talked about this. And I heard, I got many business coaches, different ranges, high dollar yeah. coaches, low dollar coaches, and no one has talked really about setting up the systems or, you know, putting project management tools in place to help your business go, you know, streamline. Yeah, it's it yeah, it is so true. And I love systems. Everyone who knows me knows I love process. Um because I think it's the only way we spin all the plates effectively. So It is. I agree. Yeah. So let's talk about um red flags. So what sorts of red flags would indicate that our processes really are not defined well enough to even start delegating? Yeah, that's such a good question. So the biggest is when you don't have any processes written down. And now I hear business owners say things like, you're going to pick this up as you go, or it's all in my head. And that's, that's code for processes aren't written down or fleshed out. And so to me, you know, this is just like getting some Ikea furniture that needs to be assembled and no instructions were included in the box. It just tells you to go put it together. And I know my furniture wouldn't be put together correctly and it will most likely fall apart, which is exactly what I see in so many businesses that have that same mindset of just, you know, it's all in my head. Yeah, boy, I love that. It, it is it is so true. And one of the things that I hear, so tell me if you hear this as well. One of the things that I hear is, I just don't have time to stop and sit down and try and think about how I do this. I just need to do it. Yeah, I hear that as well. Um, And that's a lot of times I realize it's not that person's zone of genius, 
but that's my zone of genius. A lot of times we'll work with visionaries who are the people owning the business or creatives. They really just like to do the work. They kind of do it like by the seat of their pants. And the systems is a different type of person. It's usually that integrator, that person who can sit around and write out like, okay, we're going to do step one, step two, step three. So I can definitely see how some people can really struggle with that if that's not their zone of genius. Absolutely. So, so talk to me about ways that bigger businesses manage, or manage their projects that small businesses really could implement as well. So bigger businesses usually have more employees to help them with the work. So the person who's usually talking to leads, turning them into clients, it's typically not the same person who's working with the client to do the work that the client's getting done. So I've seen a lot of big, bigger businesses that have a handover process as part of their systems, and it includes critical information that the sales team collected about the new client that will be helpful for the client delivery team to know. And this can include anything such as goals the client has, key points that were discussed, likes, dislikes the client expressed. It just really makes the client to feel like the team is working together. Everyone's knowledgeable of the client's unique needs. And it puts the client at ease saying that, okay, we have talked to each other. So the handover process between the different departments and teams is definitely something small businesses can implement too as a task or sequence of tasks in their current processes. So that makes so much sense to me. I, I, it is such an interesting gap that I think just creates more trouble than we need. Yes, I agree as well. And that's actually something that I cover more in depth in my three steps to automate and scale mini training. And I can tell your listeners how they can get that for free later on. That will be great. And it's funny that you say that. That's a great segue because I want to talk about automation. I, I would love it if you would share, um, you know, how does a, a business owner or leader know when it's time to automate? And, and then what are those automations that you find really work well? So it really depends on what exactly you are looking to do. Um, so automations can kind of be a tricky thing. You don't want to do too much. You really want to focus on what it is that you need to, what you are looking to accomplish. So I think about automations as in milestones in a project as when certain parts of a project are complete. So you have to really break that project up into smaller pieces. And if you have a bigger team, I can also look at milestones as when you're handing off a part of a project to someone else. So for example, say with marketing, you might have someone who creates the copy for the content, then you might have another person who does the graphic for the content. Those are two separate people. And then maybe another one who edits and reviews it and another person who schedules it. So I really help up, help to set up the automations to just automatically assign the next person on the task to notify that person as some due dates to task. So instead of having to send the email to someone else on your team to start their portion of the project, the team members already added and notified. And they're also given a specific amount of time to complete their part before it's overdue, because if it doesn't have a date, it doesn't get done. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so true. And, and okay, so can, can these project management tools, can they replace the need to hire a project manager or do they just um, uh, enhance 
the role of a project manager? What do you think? So I think it really depends. Um, I believe if you're using the project management tools and setting it up correctly, um, many times to me, a high level project manager is just making sure the project is being completed on time and on budget and they're responding directly to the client, kind of like a middleman. But with dashboards and some automations, you can get that same visibility. Um, the automations and email integration into a project management tool can create tasks so you don't miss responding to emails and mm. you can automatically prompt you to send out a weekly email update to the client to inform them of their project's process. These project management tools, can they replace the need for hiring a high-level project manager or do they um, really just um, enhance and make it easier for the project manager to do their role? I think there could be a little bit of both in there. If you're using the systems and setting them up correctly, a lot of times people have messy systems, messy businesses, unorganized businesses, and that's why they're bringing in a higher level project manager to try to provide some of that organization. A lot of times that project manager is making sure the project is being completed on time, on budget, responding directly to the client, kind of like a middleman. But if you have dashboards, you can get that same visibility to make sure that the project's being completed on time. And with certain automations and email integration into it, into the PM tool, you can create tasks so you don't miss responding to emails. You can also automatically prompt you to send out a weekly email to update the client to inform them of their project's process as well. So it's really there to try to help organize your business and make sure that the project has that level of um, professionalism. Yeah. Okay. So it's so that's so great. So it sounds to me like um, the automation takes care of the of the um, reminders and the tasking. Yes. So yes. the project manager isn't so buried in the details. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you can always hire like an assistant if you want someone to oversee it, or sure. you know, someone else in a different position if you don't want that high level project management position. And now a word from our sponsor. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Exactly life sucks as a grown-up.
All right. You think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> Somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to? Talk to Bambi. Unsure how to deal with remote workers changing locations? Talk to Bambi. Getting complaints from employees about each other? You know what? You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager. These HR managers are all U.S.-based and are dedicated to your business. So you have consistent access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat. So onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi helps small business owners protect their business and gain HR peace of mind. HR issues are more complex than ever. Let Bambi help you with yours and with those employment nuisances across all 50 states. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at only $99 a month. So what are you waiting for? Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in AYBG under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled BAMBEE.com, Bambi.com, and type in AYBG. Now, there are a lot of solopreneurs who listen to this podcast. And as a solopreneur, I'm going to ask you a question I have that I think um, is probably shared by a lot of listeners because I'm curious about this. Is there a way that we can spend less time on like current client workload with uh, while still, you know, giving the same level of service that our clients expect? Yes, I definitely, I get that all the time and I might be biased, but I'm going to say it's by setting up processes and automating them. So the client workload can still get that same level of service with less time. I actually worked with one client to set up an onboarding sequence template because it's a lot of manual things that people are doing and that my client was particularly doing that could be automated. So you don't have to do those tasks anymore. Um, so like instead of every time after a client signs their contract, um, they're automatically sent an email with the next steps in the process instead of you having to manually send that email. They're they're, it's laid out what to expect, the client intake form, all the information that the client would usually have to write in. We're automating that process so you don't have to do that manually anymore. And so after submitting that information needed, then that you can send another form to the person or you can send them a calendar link so that they can book a session with you instead of going back and forth to the emails. So it's a lot of automations and things we can put in place to really help you free up your time, an average of 20 hours per week of time. So that ends up letting you expand your workload. Yeah, I, I love that example. And, and I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, right, so then we can really spend time on the actual client work 
Yes. As opposed to all of the um, paperwork and all, you know, that all that stuff that, that just automatically is involved. Yep. And we're still getting that same information that we want and probably getting it right. in a less, you know, error filled way, because now we have something that's asking those questions each time instead of us having to, you know, copy and paste or manually insert it into thing and can forget questions or right. anything. Yeah, I was just thinking that, that that if it isn't um, structured, you know, if it isn't repeatable yes. easily, then there's the possibility that we're going to miss something. Definitely. Um, okay. Are there, so talk to me some about when, when someone's getting, decides they want to sell their business um, and, you know, obviously they want to get the most for it. How important is documenting processes um, and, and, you know, go, go into that a little bit, because I think that's a thing people don't realize as well. Yeah, so I think it's extremely important. And I actually had this experience when I sold my own business. So I sold my first business. It was an educational consulting business. I didn't have any processes documented. I was that person who just had it all in my head. Like, you can just go and do it. <laughs> and I was doing everything <laughs> in the business. I was that solopreneur. And I started feeling really burnt out. Um, I was overwhelmed. And that's what made me decide to sell the business instead of, I don't know why I didn't set up systems or why I didn't hire someone, but um, I just decided to sell. So my business ended up selling for a five-figure profit when it was really worth six figures, but it was because of the lack of systems. And I only figured that out because I started looking at the other businesses that were going for sale and that had people that were you know trying to offer them more money and all those businesses that got higher sales or that had people who were really excited trying to buy their business really quickly they had systems and processes in place where a new owner could easily put a different employee with the same job title in that exact place and the business can could continue without interruptions or steep learning curve to get the new owner set up and up to speed on how to run it and they were also you know advertised as like the owner was only working 10 or 15 hours per month for on the business. So that was also another or per mm. week. That was another big selling point that I saw as well. And that's how and you can accomplish that with systems having the owner to work so so little. Yeah, I, I think um, this is something that the people really need to pay attention to because whether you're going to sell your business or not, you want to make sure that if, you know, God forbid a million times, anything happened to you, or hey, you decided to take an extended vacation, so something positive, that the business could continue to run without um, any major hiccups, right? That, that anyone could grab the binder, so to speak, and walk through any of the processes because this stuff happens, right? Yeah. We get stuck traveling or we end up, uh, what I always say when I'm teaching this kind of thing is if God forbid a million times you were hit by a bus and you weren't killed, but you were in a coma for a month. Yes. Could your business survive? And most people's can't. Right. You don't have those systems and processes in place. Yeah, right. Exactly. So no one can step in and just keep it afloat. 
right? We're not expecting people to, to you know, take it to its next level, but yeah. yeah. At least be able to do the day-to-day processes. Right, exactly, right. And, and I would imagine for anyone listening, if they really want to grow, or maybe they're experiencing growth or potential growth, but they're feeling like their uh, bandwidth is, is too short, that this kind of thing can, you know, help them as well, because it can free up time in that way. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, it is. So, so let's talk about delegating, uh, you know, setting up these, I set up these processes and systems. um, And, and I guess I have options for delegating, right? Like I could delegate internally or externally. Yes. Okay. What, um, are there guidelines that I should follow or questions I should ask myself or whoever, you know, um, in order to be able to make that decision effectively? So I think that there are certain questions you have to figure out what it is you're trying to delegate for. Like what is the exact Mm. job title? What duties do I want this person to do or to take off my plate? Um, really define those uh, those particular ones and actually use a framework. I guess it's somewhat of a framework. Um, it's called my define, design, and do. And this is when we're first starting by defining the specific goal or purpose that we have for hiring, for organizing the business, for whatever you're trying to do in your business. Um, and we're really making it clear what we need to accomplish when we are bringing on someone, when we're trying to delegate. And then we start designing the steps and processes needing to def- to meet that defined goal. Mm. And we are doing that in hiring particular is by writing out that job description. What is it exactly that you're looking for this person to do? What responsibilities are they going to handle? What qualifications do they need? Really being clear on that, clear, clear on the on your end goal and clear on what you need the person to do will help set you up for success. And then lastly, it's due. We will implement, upload the task or into a software tool or, you know, in the case of hiring, we can also do a hiring uh, sequence as well. I see. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much for that. Um, So, boy, um, are there automation tools that you have found I guess I want to ask this question on two sides. One is, are there tools that you have found to be invaluable you couldn't live without? And then are there other tools that you have found are maybe really um, wonky for small businesses to, you know, they sound great, but. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. So the tool I really can't live without is ClickUp. Um, that's my personal preference. Yeah, that's my personal preference. I'm not like a, you need to have this particular tool in order to do your job. No, everyone works differently. So we do work with clients who use or want to use other tools, but in particular, I really like ClickUp. I really like to make sure I have a calendar. I have Calendly, um, but like a calendar scheduler, those are two main tools I could not live without. Um, and then you asked about what are some tools that I find to be wonky? Kind yeah, of like that, that you, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What are they? 
Dubsado or like a honey book. I don't really use those tools too much because I find I can do the same things in ClickUp. Um, I know a lot of people do use that or, you know, you can combine certain tools as well. Like if you have a, um, a lot of times people are using it for the client management in the first half, but, and to get payments and to have pretty templates, but you can set that up and click up as well and connect that to say like a QuickBooks and they can do automatic billing and reminding people of that as well. So boy, you bring up such an interesting point that, that um, I think people really need to go through the process of, as you had said, you know, what are you hoping to accomplish? What What is the process, right? And And do you already have things in place Yes. that you could just add a piece as opposed to completely changing uh, whatever programs you're using. Yes. And I've seen people just buy so many tools just because they're <laughs> popular. And it's like, yeah. you need all those tools. Let's stick to the basics and make sure that we're accomplishing what you need to accomplish in the simplest way possible. Yeah, boy. I, I, that, huh. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so that is absolutely true. So, um, okay. So I, I, Shanice, I got to tell you. So first of all, I so appreciate this information. I think it is incredibly valuable for the listeners because it feels like an occupational hazard that as small business owners, we go, 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 go. We convince ourselves that we don't have the time to just, you know, like take a breath and figure this stuff out because we're not realizing that it gives us time uh, in the long run. Um, so thank you for, you know, shedding a, an awful lot of light on that. And if you would um, tell the listeners how they can find you. Uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you have something to offer them because um, I, I think it's important that they know where you are and how they can get in touch with you. Of course. And thank you for having me on, Diane. I really enjoyed our conversation together. We just have such a flow and I think we really get each other. Me too. <laughs> so I've created a special page for your listeners. They can go to tasklygroup.com slash Diane. And that's where they can get my three steps to automate and scale mini training. Now, if your listeners are tired of DIYing, they want help organizing their business, setting up their systems, like we talked about before, this is my zone of genius, they can book a call from that same page and tap into my zone of genius with setting up the systems for them. And on that same page, tashleygroup.com slash Diane, they can also connect with me on LinkedIn or IG. Excellent. I will make sure that that is in the show notes. So people can reach out and, you know, folks, you know, I say, I don't say this every time, but there are times when I say this, there are some episodes that you should listen to more than once. This is probably one of them. And there are um, people who you should follow and reach out to because they really can help you um, gain that time and have systems and efficiencies that maybe you can't see or haven't figured out yet, or don't even realize that you could do um, that can really help you uh, enjoy your business more and grow. So I couldn't say that better myself, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take that little clip and you can do whatever you want with it. So, 
Ashneesh, thank you again so much for spending this time with me. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.